0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast with your host Stephen Black here to share stories, strategies, and support for third culture kids all around the world in all walks of life. As you know, I have been I have started a series on the unspoken truths of TCKs uh, hashtag Real Talk, and this will be my second installment. If you are a third culture kid and would like to add to this discussion simply go to tckcare.com slash contact and uh, fill out the um, contact form on that page tell me um, just finish this sentence for me the hardest thing about being a tck is and you can do whatever you want with that you can take it any way you want i will keep your answers anonymous i would love to hear from you i would love to have more input Um, so please do that also if you are loving the podcast um, I would encourage you to go to my page on anchor.com or patreon.com tckcare I have started receiving uh, support um, on both of those websites and uh, both ways are a great way to uh, keep in touch and to be a part of the podcast to make this happen and um, if you're on Patreon uh, you will be the recipient of some amazing exclusive content so there's that. And if you're not, I still appreciate the fact that you're listening along. And so let's get into this. I wanted to do... I was excited about this, um, this episode in particular because I feel like there's so much meat in so few words. And um, I... To be fair, when I started asking people for input on the unspoken truths of being a TCK, uh, when I started asking them to give me the real talk, I was expecting one-liners and I did get some one-liners, but I also got a couple like short, you know, letters. And I think that's awesome, um, because there's more to work with. And these are one of those letters, which I'm about to read to you. My friend, um, who I've, who I met, uh, several years back, and we've stayed in touch via social media, wrote to me and said, Hi, Steven. To answer your question, one of the hardest things about being a TCK was, surprisingly, the lack of young adult role models for me growing up. And I'm just going to pause it there to say that is actually possibly not surprising, but I think... You know, it's something you might not be aware of, especially on the earlier side of being a third culture kid or of uh, raising third culture kids overseas. This might not be something that you look down the road and say, where am I going to get um, role models for my third culture kid? What kind of role models are they going to have in their lives who show them how to do life at a later stage? Just not something you think about. And you do have role models, right? Everywhere you go, there's people in all walks of life all stages of life um, to be to serve as role models and yet if you're in a culture other than the one that you're going to live in as an adult so if you're going to live in America as an adult but you're growing up um, overseas then you're not going to have role models modeling um, life in America as an adult um, and what do you do with that okay so let's get let's get back into it Since all the MKs went to college after high school, and most people only came to the Middle East as missionaries after being married for several years and having a kid or two, there was a basically complete gap in the missionary community demographic between the ages of 18 and 28. Pause. That is kind of fascinating. Yeah, so... Families are serving in this uh, region. Uh, Families are working in this region. Expats are are working here, and some of them do have children, but those children go through high school, graduate, and then head back to North America for for higher education. And then it sounds like families were only coming back out to work um, in that region of the world as adults with children themselves. And so they're completely missing a good decade of, um, of, of American culture, of American life, of American role models. Um, that's, that's very interesting. That's not something I would have expected. I mean, I've served overseas, uh, myself and I feel like in the places that I was for one reason or another, we usually had, a not a consistent spread, but um, we usually had um, people from basically every every age every uh, every decade of life at one point or another um, during our time overseas, both as a child and as an, and as an adult. Um, so I, I hadn't thought about the fact that, There are other people out there in the world, other regions of the world, that that might not be the case, that serving as a young adult either is not feasible or is just not not attractive, which I get that too. All right, let's keep going. I didn't realize this until my last year of college when so many things made sense. Pause. Ouch. I just cringed inwardly at the experience of just um, waking up to a realization that you've been, you know, missing out or doing things, doing things, quote unquote, wrong, or that um, there there was something missing, there was information missing. Um, you could have done things differently had you had, had you had help, had you had um, someone speaking into your life. And um, all of a sudden, you wake up and you realize that something has been missing, something's off. That that kind of that kind of hurts to think about. Um, not in a not in a judgmental way. I'm not saying that this person um, did anything wrong. Just man, I cannot tell you the number of times where I have uh, found myself in a situation going. I feel like this is I feel like this is really simple, and I feel like I should know this, and I feel like I should uh, I shouldn't have to ask for an explanation or ask for directions on how to how to work through this, uh, this situation, uh, but I don't. And um, it's only in hindsight, right? It's only looking back that you can be like, you know what, I was missing a fundamental piece of information there. And um, maybe I should not have put pressure on myself to know everything. um, Because, I mean, you can't know everything. All right, let's keep going. i had never seen a romantic relationship develop and progress to marriage. I had only basically been to Middle Eastern weddings, and I had never met a young single working person or a college student, for that matter, for more than a few weeks at a time. Okay, you guys, think about this. Uh, this TCK, until they had graduated from high school, had never had a serious um, relationship role model with uh, a single college student or single working person that lasted long enough for this person to feel like they were getting some, they had some example of of, uh, a reference point for what life might be like for them. I kind of want to dwell on that a little bit, but not in a way that makes TCKs feel uncomfortable or awkward for not having role models in their lives because it's not like it's not it's not anybody's fault. It's just the way things are. But it is a unique experience and um I think if down the road, you know, a third culture kid were to find himself or herself uh, feeling weird because they don't know what's going on, they they don't have a grasp of uh, they don't have a grasp of the cultural intricacies of a particular of a particular moment, or, or even a phase of life, or uh, perhaps a, a milestone like you know going on that first date or having a having a serious romantic relationship. You know, you don't. It's not expected that you would know everything, and sometimes you can't. And it's really hard to know things if you haven't had those role models yet you need to ask questions. Um, you need to ask what questions you need to ask sometimes and it's okay to ask questions. Um, you just need to do that with people who understand where those questions are coming from and who will patiently and lovingly work with you on on uh, exploring exploring those questions and what some of those answers might mean for you in your particular context. Okay. Uh, spiel over. Let's get back to this letter. Where were we? Going through this stage of life, I felt very much in the dark at the beginning. No kidding. I believe it. Uh, Who wouldn't? I mean, you know, if you are missing a significant portion of... Okay, I'm going to keep reading. But yes, I hear you. Absolutely. Uh, My friend says, I felt very much in the dark at the beginning, and I remember very clearly... Latching on for dear life to the examples of a few seniors at my college for some clue of how to proceed as a young adult that phrase stands out to me uh, latching on for dear life it's just I, I I feel the intensity there that this person was in uh, was in possib- possibly a vulnerable place and had a lot of unanswered questions and um, had a lot going on. And honestly, like relationships, going through your first romantic relationships—that's a big deal, right? And there's a lot of feelings that go on. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's just—it's such a big deal. And to not have to uh, not have clear examples of how to go through that. Um, You know, how do you, how do you develop a relationship? How do you build intimacy? God help us, how do you break up when the time comes? What's a healthy way to end a relationship? Um, There's, there's a lot there. And yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand that, uh, that latching on for dear life, um, that makes a lot of sense to me that uh, as you're going through such a such a big phase, such a big process. Um, it might feel like you are out and out in the water, just clinging to something that's that's solid and safe, and um, that seems like it's going to get you to where you need to be. So yeah, latching on for dear life is completely understandable. So that was, and that that is the full letter from my friend and uh, I really appreciated receiving that. I really appreciated the honor of reading it um, and just talking through some of those things. I would love to follow up with a couple of thoughts. For Third Culture Kids, um, number one is if you are in a particular place and you feel some uncertainty about what to do, um, what expectations might be, um, what's going on, Please ask questions. Please, absolutely, ask questions. Um, if you don't have a safe pa- person to reach out, and that's that's one thing I want to hit on again, um, it's really important to ask questions to a to a safe person. When I was in the Philippines, um, I took language classes with uh, someone at uh, at the school I was working at, and she was not only an excellent language teacher, but she also understood that. Um, all of us expats needed to know uh, needed to know the culture better not just the language and so she was a great person to ask questions about because while she was filipina um, she understood uh, she understood um, she understood her culture as well as mine well enough to translate things for me um, from her culture into mine or from my culture into hers as the case may be Um, you definitely need a safe person to ask questions too. But then you need to actually um, have the courage to go ahead and ask questions. And it might be hard to admit that you don't know the answers, but, I mean, that's to be expected. You can't know the answers to everything all the time, right? And sometimes it might feel feel, um, silly or embarrassing or awkward, But you just accept that you're not going to know the answers. Um, And if you ask the question, uh, you're going to find some answers. You're going to find some guidance. And maybe you will be the person to help somebody else further down uh, the line who's in that same place who needs help. And you're going to be like, yeah, I was there. I I know what this is like. Um, Here, I figured out one of the answers to the mysteries of life. You're welcome. Another thought is find role models, if possible. I mean, sometimes it might not be like um, this, this individual who was in the Middle East, uh, with limited exposure to Americans in that uh, particular age bracket. Um, But if you can, by all means, find role models and interact with them, get to know them. And um, especially people who are older than you, who um, are further along, who may be doing something that you want to be doing someday, whether that's uh, working a particular job or um, is in a relationship that you admire and respect um, that you would like to emulate someday um, find find role models and build relationships with them third thought could we talk about our our awkward moments together Um, seriously, I would love to hear from you, uh, on the podcast. Again, you can go to tckcare.com slash connect, um, to reach out directly to me. Um, I would love to hear more awkward stories about what it's like to be, um, third culture kids, especially, uh, reintegrating, repatriating into your, uh, into your, the culture of your parents or your home country or whatever you want to call it. Um I think that it would help a lot if we admitted to our embarrassing stories and our awkward moments and the times when we needed help or the times when we were flying blind. Um it would just help that help normalize that for everyone because um while these experiences might feel abnormal, they actually are normal for people in our um in our category. Uh for people who come from this particular background; these are normal. This is a normal way to experience life. And so, as a third culture kid, because you are, uh, because, because your background puts you on the outside of the uh, the standard definition of what a quote unquote normal life would be, uh, you may feel you may feel unusual, but you're not. You're not unusual for a third culture kid, most likely. I mean, some of your experiences may be unique to you, but um that the the broader narrative of being a third culture kid and coming with um, a unique backstory is sort of normal. I hope that's not disappointing, but it's sort of normal for third culture kids. And so as much as we can uh, band together in a way that um, is supportive and understanding and gracious and non-judgmental, um, where we share stories and, um, and compare, compare notes, I think that could be really helpful. So, um, uh, I would follow up with a note for parents of third culture kids. If you are going to be raising your children in a place that doesn't have role models for a particular phase of life, um, it might benefit your kids to find role models for them. Um, One thought is to use your extended family members, uh, those that you admire and respect. You can talk about them. You can talk about stories from their lives. Um, You can share specific stories of specific incidents um, that you feel would be important um, cultural moments or processes for your children to understand. You can use moments of your own life, um, perhaps the time before you had kids, um, and talk about talk about what those relationships were like, how you went through those relationships, how they how they began and ended. Um, you can talk about uh, jobs. Um, another thought is um, stories, um, movies, good movies, not just any movies, but good movies. Or good characters, good moments in not good movies. <laughs> uh, good books, um, reading books. Um, one thing that I've been challenged to do is to, as I'm reading stories to my kids, uh, I've been challenged to uh, point out um, point out things that I want them to think about, things that I uh, things that will help them to um, develop a sense of empathy and compassion, like. um drawing attention to drawing attention to important events in the story to how people relate to each other if people if people are in uh, are doing something that i think is wrong or hurtful then we need to talk about that and find out why they're doing those things and what the consequences are going to be and um when people are doing things that are um comp- compassionate and kind and loving and respectful then talk about why they've done those things and um, what they're what they're going to what they're going to build with the, these behaviors. You could totally talk about um, cultural moments and uh, life stages and stuff um, from reading stories as a way to give your kids um, just uh, just an imagination uh, an, an imaginative glance of what the future might hold and possible 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 roads that they might uh, traverse so to speak the idea being that the more you talk about these stories and uh, and highlight important elements the more your kids are going to think about these things and the more it's going to matter to your kids and um the more they going the more that's going to be a formative part of their um of their cognitive development as they grow So that's just one thought for you. And obviously the greater idea here is that we want to be incorporating um, just a broad view of life, of all the different life stages and all the different things that go into these different stages of life uh, for a kid so that as they move through life, they have at least a context of of what they might expect, um, what kind of questions to ask. Um, They don't need to know the right thing to do, right? They just need to know... um, Maybe a couple of things to think about, uh, a couple of options that they have in these different stages of life, some of the key key themes, if you will. And the greater narrative, obviously, is to care for our third culture kids um, because we want them to grow up to be healthy, well-adjusted adults. And life is hard, but we can make it a little bit easier by um, giving our kids something to think about and by doing what we can to prepare them for their future alright I am going to call it quits there Um, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, listening to this I have really enjoyed reading this letter and all of the letters and the input that I've received around this topic of hashtag real talk Um, again this is Stephen Black with TCK Care the podcast Um, please do like and subscribe the show Uh, check out patreon.com slash tckcare and check out my page on anchor.fm, I believe it is. I think I might have said anchor.com earlier. But yeah, it's anchor.fm. By all means, I would love to have you be a part of the podcast and to support this and to be receiving that exclusive content, be partnering with me in this journey. I will be back again next week.